0: This free guide is available on my website and in the links in the show notes, so make sure you go download it so that you can start making more money today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Strategy Snacks. I'm Frenchie Firenze, and today we are joined by Kate Donovan, the host of Fried the Burnout podcast and a burnout coach, expert speaker, all the things and I always think it's funny when I hear the term burnout coach, because you're like, do you really want to coach people on that? So it's kind of like the unburnout coach. <laughs> yeah. It's really so hard more. to
1: come up with a name for it. And I, <laughs> I've been in this like unraveling of that for years and I haven't yeah. come up with it because you can't call it a recovery coach. Right. That's drugs and alcohol. Yes. What, it's hard. What
0: I remember someone I met was a codependence coach, which was also trying to make people more, less codependent. Yeah. And it's like, Hmm. would part have to of it. Assume that the first part is like, if the first part is a negative thing by cultural standards or norms or whatever, then we know that it's the opposite. <laughs> I hope. so far it seems to be working so I guess it's okay I love it I love that well I'm so glad you're here did I miss anything in your intro because I was very brief
1: no I just do all things burnout
0: all things burnout that's it's burnout related yeah i it's your person Mm -hmm. um all right Kate well we are just gonna dive right in so to start us off can you share one of your biggest business wins celebrations things you feel most proud of one of the things that
1: I feel most proud of is the creation of the podcast, which I did not plan to be a business thing when it started. I started it for my own purposes. It was sort of, I need more stories for my book. And it turned into a lead generation machine, and I didn't know that was going to happen. And as we're recording now, we are just short of 450,000 downloads, which wow. I I remember getting to 15,000 two years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago after two years of podcasting. And now we're at 450 after two more years. So that's a very big jump, a very big difference. And I I just didn't know when I started that it was gonna do what it's done. And I didn't know that I was gonna get emails from people and that somebody sent me a message last week saying, Your podcast literally saved my life. Oh man. Like how can you create anything that you're more proud of than, than that? And it doesn't, it requires me to continue on some level if I want to make more of it, which I do. But even if I say I died tomorrow, Mm -hmm. that would be my favorite thing that I left behind. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. And I mean, as someone who has listened, I would agree. I mean, I think it's just, I think you have a way of talking about the topic of burnout in just a really relatable way in like, there's just a complexity and like constellation of emotions that come along with it. And I think sometimes it can get too, this is not a real word, wooified, um, rather than it just being like really rooted in reality. So I'm uber practical
1: and I get lucky because I've guests like you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Um, so, okay, let's turn the table a little bit, Mm. what has been one of the hardest business lessons you've learned?
1: This is a lesson that I am constantly learning (laughs) as a previously burnt out person Mm -hmm. who enjoys DIYing everything Mm -hmm. and a lot of that having to do with money mindset stuff from growing up Mm -hmm. in the way that I grew up, in the place that I grew up. Asking for the right support and getting the right help Mm -hmm. is a consistent challenge. And Mm -hmm. I do a much better job of it than I've ever done. Yeah. And my first acupuncture business in Warsaw, in Poland, was extremely successful and absolutely burnt me out because I never hired a receptionist because I couldn't understand how hiring a receptionist wasn't just creating more cost for me. I didn't Mm -hmm. understand that I'd be able to see more patients And possibly expand and hire another another therapist. And like I didn't, I couldn't see all the pieces. And so that's something that I really still have to watch and something that I have to pay attention to and something that I'm really good at in a few choice areas like podcast production. Like, no, I do not do that by myself anymore. Yeah. And there's other areas that I'm probably really still blind to the fact that I just need someone else's help.
0: Yeah. And do you think that that affects more like affects you more in your business or your personal life?
1: I think that affects me more in my business because in my personal life, I've largely eliminated that, yeah, as okay. part of my burnout recovery. And yeah, in my business, I don't feel burnt out.
0: Mm-hmm. so
1: I don't feel like I have to do that there yet. However, I know that I'm at like I've been close to a plateau recently and and I know that in order to get to that next stage of growth I'm going mm-hmm. to need to hire someone doing something in some way in some shape yeah yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> but I'm gonna yeah. have to like make this internal agreement with myself that it's time to do that and it's safe to invest the money even though it's not it might not be
0: well, I think it's safe, right? I think it might not pan out the way you want it to, but I think that- Right, that, that means unsafe to me. Right, exactly. <laughs> so maybe, right. then, how about let's redefine unsafe for you? Just yeah, you exactly. don't have time for that on this podcast. But, but that's exactly right. So all of it comes back
1: to my money mindset stuff that prevents me sometimes from growing my business and being more financially secure because I'm afraid of the jump. Yep, yeah,
0: I get it. I totally get that. Um, Cool. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. So I'm glad that you're sharing it because people need to hear that. Like it's a struggle for lots of people, even people who have 450,000 downloads of their podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It doesn't magically go away. No. So last, but certainly, certainly not least. um, What is one strategy snack that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Follow the resentment and let it guide you. Mm -hmm. My biggest tool with people is teaching people how to use resentment as a guidepost to where your boundaries are being crossed, most of the time by you, (laughs) if I'm honest. I mean, raising hand emoji also, not just you, me, me too. Resentment has allowed me to change my pricing, has allowed me to say no to customers without feeling guilty, has allowed me to show up at presentations in a more present, fulfilled state because I was getting my full fee, because I knew that when I was getting something offered, if I took it, if I said yes, I was going to feel resentful. I don't want to be resentful when I'm on stage in front of a thousand people. I want to feel totally thrilled to be there which means yeah. I can't take that that number, honey. Mm-hmm. So following the resentment sounds counterintuitive. I'm not telling you to drink the resentment. I'm not telling you to stew in the resentment. I'm saying, look at where you think it might be popping up and where it is popping up on a regular basis and allow that to guide you as to where you need help, where you need adjustments and where you need boundaries. Yeah, It will save
0: you so much grief in the long run, thousand percent. I love that. I was actually recently talking to a client of mine about your perspective on resentment, and she was like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good." I'm trying to
1: get a TED talk. I don't know what's happening.
0: They don't. They don't want to listen to it. <laughs> that's you know what? Well, that's we'll talk more about this. Um, <laughs> but the other interesting thing that you said that I just really want to note is around boundaries because I have heard or I hear people say a lot, right? Like. I think I'm just bad at setting boundaries with them. And what I've started to notice, and I'm sure you have too, is that people think that if someone doesn't like the boundary they're setting, they're bad at setting it, right? Like oh, that yeah. you set boundary and other person will automatically respect it. Yeah. And when I hear that, I'm always like, no, they just don't like it. So that means that you need to keep setting it and you need to repeat it more than once because that one time wasn't enough. Never. And that's really hard for people. I think that the, I think that there's a lot to
1: unpack here. (laughs) I think people are terrible at setting boundaries and I think Mm -hmm. people are terrible at setting boundaries because they're really not okay with disappointing other people. Mm -hmm. And you have to get okay with creating disappointment. If you want to feel good at boundaries, even if you feel a little bit guilty when you set one. I would yeah. rather have you set the boundary and feel the guilt. Like you can manage guilt, but people want to be able to set boundaries and not have any emotional consequence of that. Right. And that's not reasonable. It's not reasonable yeah. for the person that you're putting up a boundary for. And it's not reasonable for you. You're both going to have an emotional reaction yeah. to it. That's just normal. And also follow Haley Page McGee on Instagram for this because okay. she, she just is the best at this. But one of the things that she said ages ago was, "There's a difference between making a request and setting a boundary," mm-hmm. and people often don't understand this difference. Mm-hmm. Making a request is making a request. Hey, Frenchie, I'd prefer that you don't call me after six p.m. Mm-hmm. A setting boundary is, picking up. is a boundary is what I will do if you don't hold to that request. Right. So hey, Frenchie, please don't call me after 6 p.m. And even if you do, I'm not going to answer the phone.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, the boundary is I am not going to answer the phone. The boundary isn't don't call me. That's not the boundary. Your boundary cannot be about someone else's behavior. Right. It has to be about your response to their behavior. And I think this is really misunderstood. And yeah. not well portrayed in Instagram. Who tells you "no" is a complete sentence? It's like, well, most of the time,
0: yeah, no, it's not. Not for not for their recipients, right? <laughs> Like, if we get a "no," right? We're like, uh, um, oh my gosh, okay. There's so much more to unpack here, but we like to keep it short here at Strategy Snacks. So, Kate, tell our listeners where can they find you? Where can they follow you? All those good things.
1: The best place to find me. I always give people one place so that they don't forget. And it's easy to find fried. The burnout podcast is the number one place to find
0: all the links to all the things and all the connections to the me. Amazing. Amazing. We will link that in the show notes and to everyone listening, make sure you go listen to fried the burnout podcast. It is wonderful. You will have so much to gain from it. Um, and thank you for being here and Kate, thank you so much for being here and thank you for, for being part me. of this. I loved it.